Welcome back to Talking the House Down podcast. I'm Jess. And I'm Keisha. Today we've got a match sim to talk about, some news and some dogs. So let's get into it. new in the this week we had a match sim we did it got moved though it did apparently it was supposed to be on friday yeah but they've pushed it back a day or forward a day i don't know Perth how that is works. going through a insane heat wave so we played it in a bit nicer weather mm-hmm. it was still a bit it was an interesting <laughs> match i think there was a bit of mixed commentary yeah i was following on because we discussed before the podcast that it wasn't actually tweeted like usually the frio twitter accounts live tweeting all the match sims but this yeah. one wasn't we didn't have that we just had a few journalists and big footy yeah so that's what we've based a lot of our stuff off of but one thing to note is the teams were evenly matched sometimes they do like a best 22 versus the next but it was quite evenly matched that's good i feel like that's good for development yeah like you want your good players to play with those players that are kind of on the fringe just to kind of build confidence i guess but yeah and give them that chance to yeah. connect as well with the more skilled or more experienced players as well but it also does kind of explain some play that might not be the best quality as mm. well because you're used to being able to connect up with people yeah. you play with more often or people who are better players but you're not getting that when you're mm. mixed around so maybe that is why people weren't too happy with the quality there was of the a lot of talk about that but um, we want to stay positive yeah so some good things cooper simpson Apparently he's impressing, so... Yeah, people were impressed with him, and interestingly, he started as a forward. That's interesting. So yeah. perhaps he could be... People were thinking he's maybe a, not to say it, but Lachlan Schultz replacement. Yeah, like, that's good. That's positive for, like, a new draftee to come in. And I feel like that that's kind of a good role with a recently departing player. He's got that opportunity to almost prove himself. Yeah, we do have that gap in our team. Mm. So it is an interesting spot. As He wasn't drafted as a forward. No, he wasn't. But they did talk about the possibility of him being able to play forward. But that like, happens a lot. I feel players drafted in their position don't often end up in said position. Yeah. So I think movement's healthy it's good and interestingly we did draft jack delane as a small forward Mm. but apparently according to the people who were watching the match sim he doesn't seem quite ready yeah i honestly out of all the draftees i didn't really expect any of them to be afl level ready like that's kind of a just an observation but it's nice to hear that cooper simpson is apparently maybe almost there yeah so will we see him round one Maybe not round one, but I would like to see him debut yeah. sometime. Yeah. Early rounds, maybe. There's definitely a spot for him. And mm. I think as a forward, that's an interesting place for him. Yeah. And we do want to see the 29 back out there. Yeah. So, fingers crossed. Yes. But we were liking Cooper yeah. Simpson. Um, other people who impressed were Sarong, Hayden Young, and also Jordan Clark in the first half got a lot of good mm. good praise. Was he talking the house down? Michael Walters was talking the house down, oh. which is a new name in the talking the house down sphere. Yeah. It's normally Josh Tracy who was talking the house down, mm. but Michael Walters has added to it, so good. apparently they were quite vocal. We need so more voices good. We need some <laughs> talking the house down. Yeah, but um, Sarong and Young being standouts isn't at all surprising at this point. Like, I yeah. feel like they are a mainstay in the best on but we did get word from a Frio player that Sarong might be having yeah. another breakout season a breakout season of his breakout season we had some insider information from a, a friend of the show a friend of the show very respected member 
of the Talk in the House Sound community. <laughs> a fellow talker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he likes to talk. He does like to but talk. But yeah, he did say Caleb is on... Big things from Caleb. Big Maybe things. a Brownlow season. Maybe a Brownlow. Maybe a Norm Smith. Why stop there? <laughs> Why not a Coleman too? <laughs> Players MVP, everything. Yes. And yeah. also Erasmus. Mm-hmm. Erasmus, we kind of underrated a bit, I think, but he is quite young. I think the way that... um, So obviously there was the talk of him and Johnson. I think Johnson was definitely the standout of that draft. Yeah. Because of that, Neil's kind of gone under the radar a bit. Yeah. But it is nice to see that he is becoming more present in like these match reports and like stuff. So it's very promising. Yeah. Well, I would definitely play Johnson over Erasmus. Mm, but Erasmus, stage, yeah. I think, was the youngest of that draft yeah. cohort. He was born like, yeah, his birthday's like the 31st. Yeah, um, like he is a baby, really. So, yeah. And I think at that age, like yeah. that makes a huge difference in development. For sure. So I think he's still definitely got potential to be a big player for mm-hmm. us. But is he ready yet? Get some we'll waffle minutes into him. Playing yeah. some bigger bodies and then... And then get some full games of match time, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. I forget um, that he was like a... Him and Bailey were like a mainstay of the like sub-rotations. Yeah. So it and would him be and good. Johnson sort of went back and forth yeah. between being the sub and not being the sub. But so it would be good to yeah. see him get some full we'll games. We'll see where that gets to. Um, Jago and Mira was not impressing because he wasn't there. <gasps> he was normally in the rehab group, but... <laughs> This week he's gone. After we named him in our best twenty-two, some yeah. Something. So Jago Amira, your spot in the best twenty-two is slipping. Yeah, you've got to watch your back. You're going to mm. get overtaken by a child, Cooper mm. Simpson, especially in that forward line. <laughs> well, speaking of the back line, JL was not very happy with our Ooh. movement out of defence, and there were a few reports that he stopped yeah. the play to explain that. So is that still a problem for us? It's not. It's not looking promising. It's not sounding great, but. It goes back to your point earlier about the evenly matched teams. Yeah. Maybe it was just an issue of... Maybe there was a bit of communication breakdown. Maybe it was just, like, not our strongest. I do think, though, our backline does serve a lot of our issues. Yeah. So it's like... Our backline's very good at getting the ball. Yeah. But not really at moving getting it. it out. Yeah. So that is going to be interesting. And whoever we have on half back is going to be really important. Mm. So I did think that maybe Hayden Young moving to the midfield might be a problem in that regard because we might need him to, to get come the ball back. out of defence. Yeah. yeah, so... It'll all be interesting, but it is something to note that our defence probably still needs a lot of work. a bit of work in that yeah. department. But it kind of goes back to what we were saying last week where our six defend, like defenders are solid, but there isn't that depth. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of where that stems well, from. Well, hopefully. I think Carl Warner's been stepping up a bit. Oh, Ethan Hughes. Um, I don't really know who else we've got. Corey Wagner. Corey Wagner, yeah. And he was pretty good at getting the ball out because he played with a bit more dare mm. than a lot of our defenders Yeah, did. that's what I feel like. Obviously, when you're in defence, you're a role player and you're yeah. trying to defend to get the ball out. But you kind of need those players that have a little bit more, like, edge. A little yeah. bit more spark that they can just kind of run with it and do something that's not so clinical at times, just so it provides something in terms of yeah. the play. Well, that's what I think Hayden Young gave yeah. us. So yeah. that would be interesting. But I think Jordan Clark and Brandon <clears throat> Walker have that potential I to think be Jordan that role. Clark, I really, I think this could be Jordan Clark's breakout year. I think so too. Like I'm, I'm and you forget how young he is yeah. as well. Like he, like I don't want to say he wasted his years at Geelong because I mean he went there as a fresh drafty. Didn't get many games because he was very young and a very old team. But I do feel like now that he's got a couple seasons at Freo under his belt, 
he's a bit more poised. Yeah, he's made a, ma- a mark yeah. for himself. He's made his space. Yeah. He's the best 22 player for yeah, sure. For sure. So and like really... that halfback role really is his now. Yes. Like with no Hayden Young to compete for it, I feel like he'll... And he's got that dash. He yeah. will. And he yeah. can play a lockdown role if he needs to. Mm-hmm. So he's got a lot of potential. He's quite versatile on the halfback. Yeah. So maybe Jordan yeah. Clark's season. So we did have a bit of a wing battle as well as yeah. a midfield battle. Jeremy Sharp on the wing, apparently a standout. A he lot? did have a few big mistakes, but I think we can forgive that because it is a match sim. Mm. That is good to hear that he's kind of established this wing position because for Freo, that wing was a bit up in the air. Like, yeah. Who was going to cover it? So we've got one wing locked down. Yeah. That's good to have that out of the way, yeah. but it does raise the question of who is on the other wing. Yeah. So we had O'Driscoll and also Ethan Stanley on the wing and Chapman yeah. spent a bit of time floating between the wing and, and halfback. Hmm. So who's going to take that spot? I like O'Driscoll on the wing. I think O'Driscoll over Stanley at this point just because yeah. of age and body and experience and experience like Ethan Stanley's still very he's new and very dumb. new very and he's very small yeah like he does not have a lot of body to him so I yeah. feel like O'Driscoll kind of has him covered at the moment provided that O'Driscoll can stay fit because he does have he's had a few injury issues yeah. the past couple seasons so but if he plays like he did in 2022 Ooh, yeah then that's good for if us he's scoring goals on the pocket that's, that's all we need that's all we need <laughs> Tabana was up and about <sighs> What does this mean for us and our best 22 Yeah, predictions? we kind of went a bit... We kind of ignored him. Rode him off a bit, kind of. Because I feel like... Okay, this is a bit bold, but I feel like if Tabana plays every game, we win every game. That is very bold. <laughs> <laughs> like, if Tabana plays every game, I think we're up and about. Okay. That's... Because I don't think he is the most reliable. But I think if he's around every week, mm. then we're... Like, we'll work with I that. I do think this kind of plays into what we were talking about last week. Even though we omitted him from our best 22, it was a very young forward line. And yeah. he is quite an older player. And I feel like he could provide a little bit more forward line leadership. Yeah, and maturity as well. And it gives some, um, Amos a bit more space yeah. as well. But um, you've got here that he, him and Tracy will kind of be vying for that yeah. second tall sort of position. Which I see makes sense like i would not be surprised that if tracy starts he gets dropped for tabs and like vice versa depending on how they play so yeah it's very interesting to see that he's up and about tracy's been very quiet in the practice matches i haven't heard a lot about him but he has been talking the house down that's good but he's been quiet in terms of what he's actually doing so maybe there's a bit too much talking the house mm. down and not enough training the house down save it for the podcast yeah save that for the podcast (laughs) josh tracy (laughs) please guest star (laughs) come and your fear. <laughs> <laughs> but also, speaking of goal kickers, Voss. Ooh. Patrick Voss, not, not Voss. Michael Voss. <laughs> got four goals in match sim. He's a train-on, and yeah. we do have until February 19 to train uh, to sign on the train-on players. We so have two spaces. 15, so two weeks tomorrow. Yeah, two weeks. So do we Is think we pick him up? Do we pick him up? I think he has definitely been the most talked about train-on from what I've seen. And he's done big things. Yeah, and like this four goal performance kind of proves yeah. that. Although we don't know who he was matched up on. He could have, like, that could have really made yeah. a big difference if he's playing on like someone who's not as experienced or mm. not as playing good. on a fellow train, train yeah. on. We don't know. Yeah. 
No, but it is nice to see these, like, train on stand out. Because I feel like they've obviously got a lot more to prove than the rest of the squad. So they're wanting to... Yeah, they're working hard. Yeah. And interestingly, the Frio Dockers Instagram follows Voss. Yeah. And they don't follow any of the other train on. check that. They, that's very interesting. I don't know. That's not a... Like it doesn't a, mean anything, it doesn't. but it's public information. Yeah. It's just something to note. That's very interesting. <laughs> Are we going to pick him up? I think he would be good for us. Mm. And sure. he's 20. Yeah. And he's got, like, well. he's played... Did he play? No, I don't know if he actually played. Because he was on an AFL list, but I don't know if he oh, was... Yeah, I think he played Essendon VFL. Yeah. But he was on the list. I don't think he played, like, AFL. No, I don't But so. I feel like he's got that understanding of... I mean, most of these players would. They've gone through the yeah. system. They and know. also, he was young while yeah. at Essendon, so he wasn't mm. the kind of age you'd really be yeah. debuting people. Like, I, one thing Freo is very good at doing, I think, is the mature age recruits. Like, we've yeah. had a few come through that are, like, not the fresh 18-year-olds, a bit older, um, but they almost feel ready to slot straight in because they played against men in, like, the VFL or the Waffle on those bigger bodies. So... I think that's where his advantage is over the rest of them, maybe. Just because he has that experience on playing on bigger well, he, bodies. Yeah, but he is also young. Yeah, Which is exactly. good for yeah. us, because our forward line's quite young. So if we're bringing in mature-aged, like, older forward players, yeah. then will they... Like, is there really a point to that? Like, bringing in Jago O'Meara, he was a bit old for us. Yeah. It doesn't... Like, I know we needed that maturity, mm. but it, he doesn't really fit in with that demographic. No. He wouldn't be part of that premiership push when that team's at the right age for it i do feel like the because the omira trade went down literally to the wire it was like in the last minute and i feel like it was just kind of a last resort grab at the monday replacement that's kind of what it looked like in my eyes and i don't know if it's really worked as well as freo hope because yeah yeah just well we might Go. Has Jago O'Meara then played his last game at Freo? I wouldn't say last game. I think maybe, he might have. Maybe like last season. We've had... We have too many midfielders. Yes, The spaces are too contested. There's too many people going for them. And I don't think Jago O'Meara has earned his spot. I am inclined to agree. I do think also his, he hasn't had a preseason, essentially. He's been with the rehab group. He hasn't really... Now he's missing. Yeah. Missing person alert, Jago O'Meara. <laughs> Last seen in Coburn in his Fiat. In his white Fiat van. <laughs> so I think that might be it for him. Yeah. He might. He's got a lot of waffle ahead of him. But so I just don't know where he fits. He's kind of doing a Will Brody-esque. He might. They might swap. I yeah, that's fingers crossed. Will Brody. Sorry, Jago O'Meara. I know you're a big listener. Actually, nothing personal, Jago. It's just not... There's just no space for you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, Alex Pierce has also gotten a couple of goals in match sims. Not in this specific one, but across the match sims we've been doing. It's interesting. So, what's he doing up forward? Are they, like, throwing him up forward to kind of gauge how, like, forwards are defended to improve his game? Is that a stretch? I don't know. Well, but like, we could be making space for more defenders so that the defenders mm, get more of a chance That would to make sense, practice. especially in match sim, just to, like, mix up the established players to give the younger guys yeah. more. But then who's he playing on and why is he getting goals? Yeah. Like, why are we kicking to Alex Pierce when we've got, like, Jai to kick to? That's, That's interesting. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's match sim. There's definitely some drill, some 
Alex Pierce scoring goals was an inside job. It definitely, definitely didn't happen organically. No. <laughs> so I don't think we'll be seeing him as no. a forward this year. Although I wouldn't, if we're like up by quite a bit, and I could get behind like it. A little rest. Yeah, someone needs a rest forward. and we really want an Alex Pierce goal. I could get behind that. But only if it's like against the Eagles and we're up by like a hundred. Yeah, I feel like though they wouldn't do that against the Eagles because they wouldn't risk pride. it. Oh, like it's just want the biggest one. <laughs> It'd have to be like a a bit of a nothing team, like a North Melbourne. <gasps> Don't, Don't say that. Throw them up forward and put them on Griffin Lewis. <laughs> I could get behind that actually. I could get behind that. Get him to play like a defensive um, forward role on Griffin Lewis. <laughs> yeah, get him to tag Griffin Lewis. Genius. That's good. JL, if you're listening. We've got some strategies for you. <laughs> well, that's our news, I think. There's more match sims to come, and we're yeah. nearing pretty quickly our practice matches. Yeah, that's in... February 24th, February 20, so about three weeks away. Yep. So that's going to be interesting against the Eagles. Okay, and now in news with our crosstown rivals, the West Coast Eagles. They had the Stevie Simpson Cup today, which is their... Um, well known. They do it every year. It's the dog race between the whole team and their dogs. They just go to a beach and I don't know, it's a cute little sort of activity that I feel like our team could maybe incorporate. Well, we do like some dogs. We do. We're quite a dog heavy team. So we are going to go through all of our players' dogs. Mm. Maybe we'll predict who would win our Stevie Simpson Cup. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see who, whose dogs are what. Do we mm. like them? What's going on with their dogs? Yeah. So we're going to start off with Andy Brayshaw. And Steve. And Steve. <laughs> little dash out. We're kind of, Steve's kind of iconic. He is. There is footage of him doing the 100-100, so we know he's a gun. And he is little. He is little. His little legs. Little legs. Big heart. So he's he, a good little dog. Yeah. What, what tier? We are doing a little tier list. Yeah, we're doing a tier list. What um, tier is Steve? Steve might be S tier. Because he's like iconic. He is. He's like, when you think of a Freo player and their dogs, he's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. Steve. Yeah. He's, he's just, iconic. He's, he's just the guy. He's everywhere. He is. And that's good. They love him. They post him. Some people don't post their dogs. Yeah, that, we've noticed that. Done a little bit of a deep dive. Uh, who's next? Bailey Banfield, friend of the show, and his dog. Okay, I'm not going to lie, that dog looks like a person in a dog costume. It's one of those crusty white dogs. It is a crusty vibes. white dog, and it is a bit freaky. It does. It kind of surprises me. Bailey doesn't seem like the type that would have that sort of dog. It sits like a human. It, oh, yeah. And it has, no, like, quite a human face. Just I don't know if I like it. It's a pet. It is. Some plays don't even, or don't even post them, so tick in that column. I it say maybe it's a bit mid. B See? for Bailey Banfield. Mm. Alright, who's next? Who is this? Brandon Walker's dog. Oh. This is a Brandon Walker's dog. It's kind of That is beautiful. It's like a Kelpie almost, but it's like a wolf looking yeah. Kelpie. It has the husky? eyebrows. Yeah, it kind of is like a husky. Oh, no. But I, you can't really tell. It's so stunning. It is very funny. And the eyes. That is a good dog. That we don't know its dog. name though. No. Oh, we do know his name. We do know his name. Okay, his name is Rocky, but it doesn't look like a Rocky. Uh, I can't see. Mm. I don't know if I get Rocky from that. I feel like Rocky is a very generic dog name. You Rocky know you is get... like a fat dog. Like I, it's like, like a, a little, solid dog. Like a staffy, like a yeah. mastiff sort of. I don't know if okay. that's a Rocky. I see what but you But it mean. is a pretty dog. It is. I reckon that's an A tier yeah. dog. Like that's a solid dog, it, but its name isn't quite right. So... 
But it's like a nice looking it's dog. Nice and it, I feel like it goes with Brandon Walker. Yeah, it's very Like him. that is a him dog. Like, you know how they say owners look like their, their dogs look like their mm. owners? I kind of get that vibe from that. Yeah, well, you can see Brandon Walker walking that dog. Like, <laughs> I can picture it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right, next up, we've got... Who have we got? We're not doing Brandon. Caleb Sarong. Twix. Twix. Twix is also kind of iconic. Yeah. Because she does have her own Instagram. She, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Twixtagram. Twixtagram. Oh my god. Which is iconic, although I don't think it's very I, active. But not to be a hater, I don't like dog Instagrams. Like, no. Especially the ones that talk about their dogs. If in they first talk, person. yeah, in first person, that, no Ugh. way. No. Let me do While you're talking about Twix, I'll do some digging and Dumb. I'll find out what <laughs> tense they use. Or... Yeah. So, like, if it's. Like, I don't mind documenting your dog if it's like. We went to the beach today. Twix did this, blah, blah, blah. But if it's like, I went to the beach with mummy and daddy. Oh, that's something. Calling owners mummy and daddy. Okay. Ooh, that ick. is exactly what Twix does. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, so, Caleb. Sorry, sorry Chloe. <laughs> She's very cute. But Gonna she have does to... say me and she does say mum and dad. Mm, yeah, I don't love that. So, so sorry, Twix. That's a I think few it's a, points deducted. A B tier. B tier. Like, cute dog, iconic dog. Not a huge fan of the Instagram. Yeah. But you know what? You can work on that. You can improve. Maybe you'll be yes <laughs> Look, Twix, she hasn't posted in like a year. Oh. So maybe they are moving on. Okay. Maybe they're, you know, new era mm. for Twix. All right, who's next up? Corey Wagner has two dogs. Oh. This is interesting because they're two very different dogs. Mm. Um, And they've each got their own Instagram. That is like... I just went on a whole tangent about how I don't like dog Instagrams. I don't like individual dog Instagrams if you have two. Like, just make one account for both of them. Yeah, and they're not matching dogs. No, they're not. I find that, like, people... I love... My favourite thing is when people have two dogs and they look the exact same. My dog's literally one black and white. I'm obsessed with that. But, like, they need to go together, even if they're not the same. They need to be similar. This is a Rottweiler and an Aussie Bulldog. And they're both kind of, like, aggressive looking. They're very strong, staunch looking. Which, don't get me wrong, I think Rottweiler, like, they look very, they have the ability to look very pretty when they're smiling, when they're having, like, a, but they also look really scary. No, but you know what? These are such Cory Wagner dogs. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He kind of reminds me of a little Rottweiler. They kind of work for him. So, yeah, it's going on with that brand of Walker thing. Although, I'm not a... Still a hater, and I don't love the dog Instagrams. And they, so. their names are Boston and Eggsy, which is interesting. Is Eggsy named names. after um, the character from The Kingsman? Because if so, Possibly. points for that. Because they're just like interesting love love names. <laughs> but I think now that I've really seen the Cory Wagner in there, that is Cory Wagner dogs. Cory Wagner's I got like that, that dog in him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they're. Okay. I, I see. I don't know where we put him. I feel like I berated Twix for the Instagram thing, so I feel like we'd have to put it in the same category. Same or lower? Or lower, Because yeah. they're not as... The bulldog freaks me out. Sorry to the bulldog, but it's a bit scary. Yeah, I'm... Maybe they're not my favourite breed of dogs to look at. Sorry, no, Corey Wagner. See for Corey. Yeah. yeah. They're like solid dogs, but, yeah. you know, they were hard to find, mm. so they're not iconic as Steve is. Mm-hmm. Okay, who do we have next? <laughs> yeah, I said Ethan Hughes would have an aquarium like Cicerello. <laughs> and then I really got distracted researching it. 
kitchen aquarium. <laughs> oh my god. He would though. Yeah. Well, you said axolotl, which is not true. He would. He would. I reckon he would. he's more likely to have Fish. a full aquarium yeah. set up. But he... Something low maintenance, just like change the field. Axolotls are not low maintenance. Yeah, you just chuck them in. And axolotl is like I know what they look like because I've seen the jelly cat axolotl. It's really yeah. cute. <laughs> yeah, he does give off fish I, I though. Mm. Like I could see him even having like a koi pond in his backyard. <gasps> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> like he'd have like a nice little backyard set up, entertaining area, and then like a koi pond. A koi pond, yeah. I like that. That's good. Mm. Anyway, Hayden Young. Kelpie. This is a cute dog. I don't know if it's I a Kelpie, Kelpie, but it's kind it of Kelpie, like Kelpie shaped. It's like or a, a, definitely like a sheep dog vibe. Yeah, it's definitely like a dog that goes and runs around. Mm. And I like that. I think that's good. Hayden Young down at the park with the dog. Yeah. Maybe the dog on. is what spurred his move to the midfield. All that running. He wants to be like his dog. <laughs> it's like a solid dog. It's cute. Mm. It seems Hayden cute. Young. It does. It matches him. I like it. I like it too. It's a very cute dog. I think... I'm thinking... A-tier? I'm thinking A-tier too. It's it just... reminds me of Brandon Walker's dog. Yeah. Because they have the same eyebrows. And I, that's another thing I love about mm. the Kelpies when they have the yeah. eyebrows. And like the little pointy ears sort of. It's so cute. Jeremy like Sharp. He lives nearby. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Sharp's dog. Another one that looks weirdly similar to Hayden Young's yeah. dog. Yeah, is it a Kelpie? We don't, I don't know. It looks very similar. I mm. think those two dogs, you mm. would get them mixed up. Yeah. Like, if you went to the vet and you dropped off Jeremy Sharp's dog and they gave you Hayden Young's dog, you wouldn't question it. I mean... <laughs> sure. I feel like I'd... You'd know your dog well enough to... Well, you know those, like, TikToks where they're like, we, I think I picked up the wrong dog from oh, the yeah. groomer? Like, that's, that's what I get. Mm. Like, they're very dog. similar. I think they're... Like, this has to be A to you because yeah. it's the same. And I think his name is Daisy. I did a oh, bit of digging. Which is, like, a good name for a dog like that. Daisy. It looks like a Daisy. Mm. They're basically yeah. the same. They, they could be brothers. What if they're from the same... Or sister. Brother. Wait, that's kind of good. From the same yeah, litter? the same litter. Luke Jackson. Okay, Luke Jackson's dog. <laughs> oh. Wait, it's so cute. <laughs> It's that, definitely a cavoodle or like a cockapoo or something. It's some poodle cross. It's not a Luke Jackson dog. It's but, not. Yeah, but it doesn't look anything like it would be Luke You Jackson know what? Dog. I was expecting Luke Jackson to have like a French bulldog. Yeah. That is not a Luke Jackson He dog. needs something like bulky. Yeah. Not like a little poodle. But that is so cute. That is a cute it's dog. It's like a handbag dog. <laughs> like I can see him just like walking around. And I think his name it. is Bear. I feel like he said that. Stop. Which is very cute, but that is just not him. No. So it has to lose points because why does he have that dog? It just doesn't work. But it is such a cute dog. Maybe B tier. Yeah. Because I think Steve owns S tier. Yeah. Oh, actually, there's someone else coming up that has to go in S tier. But I think... It loses a few points for, like, why do you have that dog, Luke Jackson? Why doesn't someone else have that dog? Yeah. Like, it just... It's just not him. It's still embarrassing. Even if he swapped with Bailey Banfield and he took that. the crusty white dog, Luke Jackson did oh, a crusty white dog. He could rock that. Yeah. I, I get that. No, Luke Jackson with, like, a vicious chihuahua. Yeah. Like, one of those yappers that, like, bite your ankles. Yeah. 
and it's like it can sneak out the gate because it's so small and it goes and chases people down the street. That's what he needs. Mm. The ones with like no hair. Oh yeah, like the <laughs> skinny sort of ones. That yeah. Are like... All right. Next up, Luke Look Ryan. Cool. He's got a little puppy. I don't think we know much about it. No. But he posts a lot of photos. It's cute. It's cute. But like, but what? Who is it? Yeah. Where's name? Name, Breed. occupation, gone. <laughs> Name, age, occupation. <laughs> What's going it's on? It's cute. It is a cute dog. It's hard Isn't to tell it? if it matches him because it's a baby. Yeah. So, like, it could grow up and it's like, okay, sure. I can't really tell what it type kinda of dog actually, it is. It kind of actually, does it look like a Sharpe? It's got the wrinkles. I feel like, I yeah. It's enough. I don't know if that's a Luke Ryan dog, though. No, I don't. I can see what you mean. I feel like he's very much a... Like, it might just have puppy fat, the wrinkles yeah. as well. Luke Ryan gives me Staffy vibes. Yeah. I feel like Staffies, obviously, they get a bit of a rep because they're quite aggressive. Mm. A friendly Staffy, I feel like he would have something like that. Little solid, tiny, but like, yeah. buff no, sort of companion. That. I don't know how Which I feel Which actually, about if dog. it is a Sharpay, it's kind of similar, but it's we don't know. It's too yeah. I reckon that's, it's got to go low. Yeah. Just because, Maybe like, could it be our first DT? Maybe it is a DT dog. Right, that's yeah. not a Luke Ryan dog. Yeah. And he doesn't give us enough information. Yeah. I do need to know its full name, age, yeah. date of birth. Government name, yeah. blood type, all that. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. So, sorry, Luke Ryan, that is a D-tier dog. All right, next up. Listen, we've got a lot of dog people on the team, but there's one outlier. And it might be the greatest outlier of Literally. all time. Which sounds like we're hyping up for some weird animal. But this is cats. It's literally just cats. But these are two cats. good cats. They are so gorgeous. Matt Tavener has cats. He's a cat man. And I think when you picture Matt Tavener having cats, you picture like black cats or like crusty cats. <laughs> these are the most beautiful cats oh. I've ever seen. The ginger ones. So They're like fluffy. Oh, they're gorgeous. They're beautiful. And it's just so funny because Matt Tavener does not strike me as a cat man. No. But like... The more I think about it, the more sense it makes. Yeah, and they're beautiful cats. And they really are. And they clearly love him. They're gorgeous. Like, this so is good. This is definitely an S tier. This has to be S tier. Like, I don't know if it gets better than that. <laughs> like, you know what Freya's lacking? Cat, like, cat people. Yeah, we need more cat people. Ethan Hughes could get behind a cat. <laughs> I need him to have a cat. I would really yeah, genuinely need that. Bond. Sam Sturt could get behind a skinny cat. No, yeah, he'd have like one of those sphinx cat. Is that what they're called? Where oh, they have, yeah, like, the no hairless fur? ones. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Jordan Clark also gives me cat vibes, but I don't know if it's because he came from Geelong, and so my brain's <laughs> like cats. But I feel, I feel like, like he, he moves like a cat. Mm-hmm. He's very like stealthy. Oh, I think he could have a cat. So Jordan Clark, get a cat. <laughs> Matt Fife's dog. That's an Aussie Shepherd, isn't it? It kind of goes with him. That is yeah. Matt Fife's dog, but. I don't see much of it. No. I don't know what his name is. Nat5 isn't the most active player on social media. No. He's very much has, like, a brand. It's it's a cute dog. It's a good dog. It looks like a very beachy dog. Yeah. Athletic dog running around. It matches with five. It does. But we have one photo of it. Is there more? I don't know. Mm. But what's his name? Five? Like, <laughs> go on. What's his name? Knife, we don't know. Knife Five. Knife Five. No, I like that. It's not even his name, but that makes it like... A... I'm calling a knife. Knife Nat Five. and knife. Knife Knife Five is like an A-tier dog. 
But only the name is Knife. But, but we don't know. We've just named it. Yeah. From now on, it's Knife Five. <laughs> like, that is a solid dog. Switter. Sam Switkowski <gasps> has... I don't know what it is. It's a poodle type, poodle cross. His yeah. name is Lenny. It's quite a big... It's a big dog. So yeah. maybe it's like a Labradoodle it's or, or like a golden... some sort. Or maybe it's just a poodle. Golden golden doodle? Is that what they call it? Or golden poodle? I don't know. But I'm kind of obsessed with it. It's so cute. It's, it's, but it kind of has that human face vibe it going does. on. I think all poodles have that though. Yeah. My dogs are half poodles and they definitely have that. It's like it's dependent on thing. how they're... But, but that's a very good photo because it's like a shaggy dog. I yeah. love a shaggy dog. And I think they've got other photos of it where it's quite curly. Like this mm, one, it seems like yeah. brushed out. I think it can be quite curly. And like in this photo, it kind of looks like they kind of look like, like they could be like related or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a weird thing to say about like a dog and a human. No, but, but that's like, good. You want like you can see that look like they're dogs. That's yeah. a solid dog. It is. I think it's better than Twix. Because it matches the owner, yeah. and they don't have a silly Instagram. Well, maybe mm. they do, and we don't know about it. But they posted a lot. I like that. So I reckon that's maybe A tier. A tier? I agree. Sean Darcy's dog. I'm kind of obsessed with this dog, too, because it's like a Great Dane type dog. It's going to be massive. He got it as a puppy, and it is huge already. It's got huge feet. This is going to be oh a my massive God, dog. look like hands. Yeah. Like, it's that gonna picture, be huge. they look like fingers. It's going to be huge. Apparently, it's a blue Great Dane. I don't know if that means anything. Like, it's going to be like massive. The... But, like, it matches him so well as a rockman. Yeah. He like, needs of a course big dog. he's going to have a Great Dane. He needs a big dog, and that like, is a big dog. That's about as yeah. big as you're going to get out of a dog. <laughs> like, that is just so... And it's cute. Big man gets But it is dog. still a puppy. I can feel like it's going to be scary. But, like, what other dog could he possibly have? Unless it is one of those a bit more. But, like, I feel like a Great Dane suits him. Yeah, 100%. That, like, I don't want to say it's S tier, though. Because... I'd say A. Yeah. Because it is still a puppy. We've got to see more. A tier is getting very bunched up, though. All dogs. But I don't know who would move. Might have to move Knife. Maybe... Just because that's Maybe Knife goes down. Maybe Bailey goes down because his is not on the same level as Twix. Mm, like, Bailey's is kind of scary. It and just... then maybe Knife 5 moves down <laughs> too. And then that's probably a bit more... Yeah, I feel and like that's more rounded. Sorry, Bailey. And sorry, Knife. Because Bailey's probably listening. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Knife will not be listening. <laughs> knife 5. If Knife 5 wants to listen. All right, Will Brody's dog. It looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Wait, it looks like him. Mm. Weirdly. Is it a staffy? I think so. It's square. No, wait. Yeah, I I see it. Like, just like, square. (laughs) Like a little solid build. I'm kind of obsessed with it now. It was freaking me out, but now I'm like, that's so funny. It's got very light eyes. Yeah, and it has the little eyebrows. I don't know what we do with this dog. Do we have a name? I think his name's Neo. Neo? I don't know how I feel about that, though. Like, from the Matrix. Yeah. I don't know if it matches its name. Yeah. Like, maybe that's a C tier dog. Yeah. Like, it, it's kind of scaring me. Its eyes are too light. <laughs> We're literally just talking how cute it is now. It's scary. <laughs> yeah, look. Yeah. I can't figure that one out. See, I feel bad, like, ranking the dogs because I feel like they're all just cute in their own way. Yeah. But. Look, this is just a bit of fun. It's just a bit of fun. Don't take any... Um, if anyone's listening and gets offended by this, um, tweet us. <laughs> yeah, tweet at us. Give us all of your thoughts. Yeah. 
publicly. Yeah, and um, get us that we'll good engagement yeah. rate. <laughs> Look, no harm meant. And lastly, we have the club well-being dog or welfare dog, Winnie. It's very cute. She is very cute. And I think they had her as a puppy and she's just sort of like grown up with them. That's so cute. Which is very I feel cute. like that's very common for teams to have like a well-being or like a... I know a lot of like American-based sports teams will adopt like those service dogs in training. Heaps of like hockey teams have their little team dog mascots and it's actually so cute. Oh, it's nice to have it like running around at yeah. training and make everyone feel a bit better. And I do know when we were on our four game winning streak last year, people were attributing that to the dog and then we Winnie. started losing and the dog was still around. Is Winnie going to be around this season? But Jago Mira wasn't, so maybe that's mm. the thing. But Winnie, <laughs> I think the club wellbeing officer owns right. Winnie okay. and brings her in. Okay. But, like, it's I, good to have a dog around. Yeah. She's kind of iconic. I feel like it does well to boost team morale. Yeah. She's kind of... And she's cute. Yeah. They really do like their sort of orangey poodle crosses. Yeah. There's quite a theme of that. It's that little champagne colour. It's very... Yeah. They could, yeah. like... It's a good colour for dogs. There's actually quite a lot of dogs yeah. like colour in here. Yeah. So there is a bit of a theme. If you want to play for Frio, go get like an orange coloured poodle cross. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. If you think about the players that left us, what colour dogs do they have? Well, Black Agus dogs did oh, wear that colour. But they're but like I have a brown. weird obsession with Black Agus dogs. <laughs> like they're so funny. Like honourable mention to his honorable dogs. Honourable mention to Black Agus dogs. They are gorgeous. They are beautiful dogs. And what's, like, the opposite of an honourable mention? A dishonourable, like, a dishonourable mention to Lockie Schultz dogs. They are ugly. <laughs> yeah, good. Good. Winnie, Winnie's up there. Sorry, Banks. Maybe she's S tier. It's nothing personal. Maybe Winnie's S tier. I think... Because I think she does her job. Like, she's a working dog. Yeah, Everyone is. else, they're just, like, a little house dog. They're a bit freeloaders. Winnie, probably. she's got a job and she does her job. Go, Winnie. Oh, iconic. <sighs> That's a good S tier. Yeah. So just for a little recap in S tier, we've got Andy Brayshaw's dog, Matt Taverner's cats, and Winnie the well-being dog. In A tier, we have Brandon Walker's dog, Hayden Young's dog, Jeremy Sharp's dog, which are basically the same dog. Just Kelpies, yeah. Um, Switter's poodle thing. Sean <laughs> Darcy's dog. B tier, Sarong's dog. Um. Because did Luke. we even say who Twix was other than Twix? I don't I remember. Think, yeah, Twix is Caleb Sarong's dog. Caleb Sarong's dog, Luke Jackson's dog, and, and Knife Five. Knife Five. <laughs> now, if you're listening, we've named your dog. <laughs> His name is Knife Five. And in C tier, Corey Wagner's dogs, Bailey Banfield's dog, Will Brody's dog, and D tier, Luke Ryan's puppy. I'm just sorry. I'm like on the other side of the room squinting trying to figure out who's <laughs> And that is... That's how tier list does. If we did the dog race, I think that Sean Darcy's dog would win because he is so big compared to all the other dogs that I don't think they'd be able to keep up. Or Hayden Young's dog, I think, looks like it would be fast. Yeah, it's been a great few days for me and my family. Now it's time for our listener questions. You can ask us questions at TTHD Pod on Twitter. Every week we'll tweet out mm-hmm. an opportunity for you to ask questions or give feedback or whatever. Yeah. So let's get yeah. into this week's questions. Okay, this one comes in from a loyal fan and listener. Uh, dream recruitment from another club and who would they replace? Lockie Schultz from Collingwood. 
<laughs> Is that too on the nose? <laughs> In all seriousness, I we need Errol Goulden. For one, I'm oh obsessed with him. Yes. For two, he's 21. That's mm. such a good age for us. And we need a winger. Mm. Like, he would be good And he's us. like brown low caliber winger. Yeah. Oh, that is a good shout. We need Errol Golden. Okay. Um, and in terms of who he would replace, maybe like Ethan Hughes. <laughs> that is not good for the podcast. <laughs> um, I think he would replace like, genuinely any of our wings I would drop for him. Yeah. He's that I good. think he is like the one of the best wingers in the AFL. So if he came in, he'd take that position. Yeah, he kicks goals. Yeah. He's good. He gets brown low votes. Oh, yes. Like I would I had drop him anyone for him. In my sweep state to win last year. And he didn't. But that's well, not on Who Errol. would you recruit? Oh, this is a bit controversial for a few reasons. First of all, it's a midfielder, and we've already got too many midfielders. And second of all, it's from guys across the road. But I really like Ruben Jinby. <laughs> and <laughs> I think seeing him in purple would be a treat. Look, he was a Freo fan. Yeah, he's got that, like, he's a Freo fan growing up. He's got the... I don't know, I feel like he would suit purple. He's blonde, he'll compliment him. But um, I just think as a player, once again, he's young. He's going into his second season, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, like, very young, but the body on him at the moment oh my god like imagine him on ball in the midfield he would like tear it but then that comes with who does he replace and i I don't know i can't see him like like if he were on the freer list he would be in the best 22 in the midfield mm-hmm. i just don't see who makes way for him unless it's like a little hayden young back to defense him and yeah, that sort of role but um that's mine a bit controversial Okay. Uh, next question. What's the pass mark for wins this season? I think 50%. Yeah. I want to be optimistic and say we win. Honestly, I want to optimistic. The optimist in me would say two thirds. But the realist in me is like. Well, what mm. would you be happy with? I would ideally like to play finals. Yeah. I think everyone would. Um, if we don't, I think I'd be happy anywhere above 10th yeah i think like it's hard to go off number of wins because the competition i think there's like a few good teams a few bad teams and everyone else is pretty even you know what i want though i want it to come to like the last couple of rounds and us to still be in the finals race yeah. Like, I don't want us to be written off like i want us to be written off in first like we can't get out (laughs) first like calling yeah like you know how it got to like round 23 and there was still like three or four teams vying for those positions in the eight I think if we're one of those teams, like yeah. still fighting, come like the final two, three rounds, yeah. I'd be happy. Yeah, if we miss then, finals, but it's close. But it's, yeah. yeah, but because then we'll still be able to build on that for next year. Yeah, we need some optimism. But like, but, I think yeah. making finals like is good, and that's definitely a pass if we <laughs> yeah. make finals. But like for me, if we win more than last year, like yeah. and we win fifty percent, then mm. I'm happy. I just yeah, I think anywhere above. 10th on the ladder would be a win in my books. Yeah. I can't see us winning less games. I don't think we've gone backwards as much as people would say. Yeah. I think, if anything, we've stayed the same. I, yeah. I, I'm inclined to Because agree. you'd, like, you'd say we've lost people, but we've also gained experience. Yes. Or, like, um, uh, you know, we have another year on us. So I think that we won't be, like, our players that didn't stand out so much last year will do better this year. And it will kind of make up for those losses. I think the unit as well is a bit more... They've 
they're a bit more gelled together. Like yeah. they're still a young unit, but they've got a couple more games under their belt as a whole team. That, yeah. Yeah. So I think we can, like, our pass mark would be better than last year. I'm saying above ten. That's yeah. Yeah. And if we do worse than last year, then like sack everyone. Yeah. So next question. Um, looks like Sharp has locked down one of the wing spots. Who takes the other? We did talk a bit about this earlier. Yeah. I meant to say that. But <laughs> I reckon I just go taking the other wing. If I could choose anyone, I would choose him. But what happens to James Aish? I think he's floating back a bit. Does more. he go more that defensive cover role that but I think he's good to have off half back because mm. he brings that maturity and he's got that run and he's played that role for but yeah, however many we years we did cover years that earlier that. I yeah I think because the options were that we discussed based on the match sim mm. were O'Driscoll Stanley and also Chapman's been in there Chapman. a bit but I still think he's got that Hayden Young hold that he yeah. kind of but he might swap with Aish. Yeah, with Aish taking that the would back. That would be like line. a little... I can see that kind of being like a tandem role for them Especially both. Especially because Chapman didn't play last year. So mm-hmm. he hasn't really... You know, he's solidified his spot yeah. in best 22 to everyone. But he hasn't been in that role. Mm. So it's not like someone's taking that role from yeah. him. Because other people played it throughout last year. I'll tell year. you what though. I wouldn't be mad if Jeremy Sharp was named on the wing like round one. Like, oh, that'd it'd, be fine. It'd yeah. be a good sight to see and it would be nice to have something new yeah a little bit of fresh like fresh legs running through and yeah like i am very that's why i'm looking forward to the preseason games like i'm looking forward to seeing how players like him didn't really watch him when he was at gold coast but i'm looking forward to seeing his like playing style yeah especially Especially like how does he work with everyone and like what are we going to go with with Mm. our best 22 it will be interesting because there's a lot of spots that people are fighting for um should for a bit bring back the anchor as in like the retro jersey? Is that what I'm I don't know. alluding to? I don't know. Because <laughs> in my mind, I was like, that big On the floating jumpers. anchor that they have. Yeah. No, we did have that though. <laughs> yeah. They... So the anchor, I think the anchor is a big part of the brand. It's... So we can't like get rid of it. And I love that. I'm a sucker for the retro range. I love it. But I also range. like... It feels special though when it's retro round. Exactly. Like, I don't if know if it if became like a it. mainstay, if there was a way to incorporate the chevrons and the anchor... I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I feel like retro round is so special when it's like it's so like just fun. Yeah, and I think the Frio retro it it's I like it because like if you have like Richmond retro, they have a hundred years yeah. to pick from, whereas Frio retro is like a, such a specific we have time. Thirty and place. years, but if you think times are done retro round and we're brought back, like that was only what mm. it would have been. When did they stop wearing the anchor? Was it 20? 2009 they changed the new logo? I think two thousand eleven was the first year in the chevrons. Oh, maybe from memory. I knew it was 2009, 2011, because I remember I got my membership pack delayed because, and it was like an important year for me, but I don't remember why. <laughs> but um, whatever year they change, I don't know, it's just like crazy because our retro is technically like only 20 years ago, but it's still so recognizable as like well, it's an like era. a time and place. Yeah. Like it's mid 90s and retro, like we have that time yeah. and place and, and style like one locked thing Frio in. does and all props are like the Digi team. The retro photo shoots go off. Oh, like Jago Amira. Oh, the one yeah, the one they did the skate park. Yeah. They had the skateboards with the custom stickers. I wanted them to sell the stickers so bad. Like I would have bought mm. several packs because they just look because they were all like 90 skate brands, like revisited as Frio logos. It was oh, I loved it. 
So yeah, I think we do retro round very yeah. good. But I like the anchor. I think yeah. like if we see the anchor, that's all good. Mm. I think we should see it more often, yeah. but not maybe not on the jumper. I like yeah. the specialness of retro round. Yeah, but bring back the anchor. Will we need to book Melbourne tickets for September? No, maybe. Yeah, checking out the buy. <laughs> <laughs> And that is episode three of Talking the House Down. Three episodes in already. Three episodes in. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TTHDpod. Uh, Leave your feedback. Yeah. Um, And we'll see you next week. Amira in there. Jago Amira.